Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks, I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. Oh, yeah, I got on my smart-ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh, yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with Smart Ass Undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart Ass Undies. Cheeky and comfy. So, you know how they say money makes the world go round, Dante? They do say that. Yeah. I think think Gordon Gecko said that. I think that's bullshit. What makes the world go round? I think sex makes the world go round. Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) What's all that money for? It influences so many things. It influences the way we dress, the Mm -hmm. the way we joke, the way we talk, the way we make ourselves up well you don't make yourself up i make myself up hey i spend several seconds in the bathroom (laughs) every morning getting ready i'm always the first one to work out because i need because i need more time in the bathroom (laughs) and you're all you're still done before me yeah so i work out i go upstairs to have a shower you work out yep and then you come upstairs to have a shower even though we do enjoy showering together but that's Mm -hmm. another day and you're still always done before me. Usually, yes. <sighs> it's not fair. The world, it, this is clearly a man's world. Wow. No, it is. That's what we want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> it, but, coming but, back to sex. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it defines us in many ways, doesn't it? Yeah, it like, does. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big Whitney Miller, Wednesday Martin podcast fan. Yes. And I've heard Whitney Miller talk about how different would we look and talk and act if sex wasn't a thing? Yeah, like if everybody was blind. No, no, not no. I don't want to be blind. I still want to see shit. But I mean, if if there if sex wasn't didn't exist, we just were all like Ken and Barbie dolls, just like no, smooth would, fronts. No, like no, like no. If we were actual, <laughs> no, like <laughs> if the world was the same as it is right now okay not like some kind of twilight zone world if the world was the same as it (laughs) is now except there was no sex there was no such thing as sex i think i know what you mean okay (laughs) 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 so do you know what i mean like no we wouldn't look like barbie dolls we'd be ugly as fuck right because because nobody would be trying to impress anybody to get laid right right this is what i'm saying but we still have genitals well we still have to urinate you don't need genitals to urinate what are we going to piss out of our eyeballs or something? No, I mean, there I are animals that do that. Piss out of their eyes? But there's animals that bleed out of their eyes. The thorny devil is a lizard that does that to scare off predators. That would be enough for me. They're super cool, little tiny spiky things. Okay, but yeah, we'd still need genitals. We, let's just pretend we look the same. Everything's the same. Let me say it again it, everything's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but 
we just it's just sex isn't a thing like babies like come from the storks like the little kids think or like the boss baby movie I haven't seen the Boss Baby movie oh, right, because you don't have little kids. No. No. Okay. <laughs> what, how, what? How does it happen in the Boss Baby? Movie? So in the Boss Baby movie, they have this baby factory. And, oh, there's a. Fa- I want to work there. And 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 the babies come through like a little shoot, and they get selected, and some of them are selected to like work in Baby Corp, <laughs> and then some of them are selected to go into into like the real world, and then they get delivered to to families and they have to drink while they're in baby corp in little baby bottles they yeah. have to drink a special formula to keep them babies to keep them forever from growing. yeah so they, they become like sentient like walking talking babe like humans that are baby like that horrific baby in the twilight movies yeah yeah okay. like that and then just and, cuter but if they don't drink this formula then they, they, they end up. up then well then they end up going to like cooing non-verbal little infants and then they that go can't the, work. And they don't remember anything. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin is like the boss baby. And huh. he's amazing. Yeah. He's really, it's really funny. And then they made a Netflix series. It's not as good, but the movie was quite good. Huh. Yeah. It's about like a big brother. He didn't want a little brother. And he's so, so they're at like at odds. They're, they're, you know, he's like, you, he can see him. He's don't like, ruin it for everybody. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll have to watch. Boss I can't baby. spoiler boss baby. No. I don't know if that's really a, in our it? demo. Oh, Has it's it been not that long ago. It's been. Um, oh, it's not in ago? our demo. Is that why you're talking about it? Because it's not in our demo. <laughs> well, sure I don't that... know how many people who are listening to the podcast are like, "Shit, I was gonna watch Boss Baby tonight." Maybe they have children like you do. Okay, well, if you do, Boss it's Baby. a fun movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we this is the thing. Like, our clothes would be different. Our hair would be different. Our grooming practices would be different. Mm-hmm. The the way we developed our personalities would be different. Like, I get. I mean, I mean, how much stuff like. Be honest. How much stuff that's in your daily life and routine is to make you more fuckable? All of it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought that was going to be a longer answer. I thought I had time to drink my coffee, but... Yes. (laughs) Apparently Uh, not. No, I mean, not... Not, I mean, parenting isn't... isn't, That's not to make me fuckable. That's the beauty of doing a podcast... With an academic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's the thoughtful answer. You're amazed at how little of my education I used to come up with that answer, right? <laughs> I just thought I was expecting this this extensive and insightful answer. <laughs> I'd at least have time to sip, yeah. but no. You know, that was a good job not spit-taking there. It was close. That was close. It was close. You know, the pop filters are expensive to replace. Just... <laughs> ah, okay. I mean, I was being a little, I was being a little funny there. I would say most of what I do is to make me more fuckable. Like? Well, certainly, I mean, having a career that makes me money, that allows me to do the things that I do. You don't do that for fulfillment? No. <laughs> no, I I live... I, sorry, I work to live, not live to work. Right. Like, work is work is something because we need money to do stuff. So, work okay. is how I get that money. Okay. Right? Um, working out in the... Like, working out is to make me feel better, obviously, and to make me healthier. The side benefit of that is that it makes me more fuckable and allows me to fuck more. Right? <laughs> yes. And then, you know... See our, see our fitness episode right. for And then previous point about money from work mm-hmm. and clothes and grooming habits and all of that, like, mm-hmm. that all takes money to do. Well, that's true. Yes, right? that's true. That's so true. if you think about, like, anything that you want to do, if it takes money, then ultimately it's 
see previous point about almost everything. So you think that most people want to make money so that they can get laid more? I think that if most people want to get laid, the money they make is being used to do that in some fashion. I see. Okay. I had this conversation with my cousin. You did? Uh, Not... Okay. Hear me out. So... I, that was my intention. So so we were in Cuba. I was working. Oh, that cousin. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. And story. we had a conversation because he. I mean, up until quite recently, he had been a bachelor. Yeah, he got married at what, like thirty eight, something like that, in his late thirties. First time, yeah. Yeah, and he'd been engaged before, but he got he got married, and. While he was he was visiting me while he was in the early stages of the relationship with the woman that ultimately ended up becoming his his wife, mm-hmm. and we were talking about his chill factor because he's a pretty laid back dude. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking dude. He worked as a personal trainer, so he's in good shape. He's got sort of like a Jason Statham kind of look oh, going I know. on, yeah, <laughs> and uh, without the cool accent, but. It's okay, would, I don't need them to talk. He, he, <laughs> he was always, he was always when we were growing up, because he's a couple years younger than me, he was always very successful in dating. Mm-hmm. He dated uh, a cheerleader from a major NBA team. Oh. Um, he, he dated lingerie models. And I mean, he, is he Jason Statham? He might be, actually. We never see the two of them in the same place, so it's possible. <laughs> He's like the pokeroo right. of hot dudes. That's a very Canadian reference. It is a very Canadian that's a, reference. The, like that's our public broadcaster in Ontario <laughs> reference. Nobody's going to get that. <laughs> Ridgeway might get it. Oh, maybe. Whoever you are. In Ridgeway, we see you. We're waving at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I asked him like how, like, like, dude, how? Like, teach me how to be any. And he was like. <laughs> this man is my God. Yeah, right. Like, he, and and his answer was like. You just have to play it cool, like not nag, not not n- not not, not show interest. No, no, but don't don't go over the top. Don't pursue so hard that the girl kind of goes. Ugh. Women can smell desperation. Right. It doesn't smell nice. And and he and when he was on this, when he was with me in Cuba and we were working mm-hmm. there, the the single women that were on the, were all over him. Well, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he, he is a nice looking guy, uh, and but, and it's like he's a nice looking Canadian guy. Yeah, and and so he like he was he enjoyed the attention, or whatever. Was a very mm-hmm. he was a gentleman. Like there was nothing untoward that happened there. Mm-hmm. But it was just amazing to kind of see like how he. How he how he did things right, mm-hmm. and that was his that was his thing was just play chill out, man. Cool, man. Like yeah. act like you've done it Be before. Be you. Yeah, act like you've done it before. Okay. And 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 you know the what you want will happen. Well, I think I think what why so many people aren't chill about it is because it is a drive. Can be. No, it is. Oh, you mean it, the sex drive? The sex drive. Like, I thought you meant like getting sex. No, was... no, no, no. Like, like um, Carl Pribham described it as one of our four basic drives. Okay. And it's funny because uh, when I was doing a little bit of research for this, I had, um, I have a kin degree, but my my minor was in psychology, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite classes and professors was my neuropsych courses he had two uh dr pritchard um i'm sure he's dead now god rest his soul but he was 
amazing. And he, imagine like we're 19 years old mm-hmm. in, in this, in and this class. Like and he's brains. talking about the four F's. You're like, is he going to say? The four F's. Can I guess? And we were like, yeah, let, no, no, you're an anthropologist. That's, that's not a guess. Don't <laughs> tromp on my story. The four F's. Okay, one. Of, of human drive. Yeah. Feeding. Okay. And if you've ever seen me hungry, you'll realize that that one is alive and well. Watch your hands. Fighting. Uh-huh. Fleeing. Uh-huh. And fucking. He actually said fucking? He actually said fucking. And we all went, <gasps> like, just, we, we, I mean, we all came from high school. We'd never heard a teacher say fuck before. Yeah. And there was, like, this collective gasp in the lecture hall of all of us going, <gasps> did he, did he, and he had this wonderful English accent. He was this old, wiry, you know, he was like a greyhound. Your typical academic yeah, English academic, psychology, neuropsychology professor. Tweed jacket with uh, with patches on it. Maybe, and yeah. and he like he didn't say brain, he said brine. Brine. Yeah. Like salty. Sounded like something that yeah, something like salt water. But um, so those are the four drives behind every thought, feeling, and behavior of the human condition. Right? It's like. You know, mm-hmm. can I eat it? Can I fuck it? Will it kill me? And <laughs> if it can't, if, if it can kill me, do I stay here and fight with it and take my chances, or do I get the fuck out of Dodge? I mean, that's, so, a, that's an awkward, that's an awkward thought process <laughs> at a restaurant. It's it's largely subconscious, hmm. thankfully. <laughs> but can Cod you guess? Croquettes. Can uh, I eat them or can I fuck them? I mean, I oh, guess you could do I wanted both. To do, I wanted to make love to those cod croquettes so much. Like it was like, what do I do with these? Um, but. I will let you guess on something else. Okay. Which one do you think is the least studied out of that four? Uh, so hold on. There was fighting, fucking, feeding, fleeing. Yes. What do I think was the less? Well, is I the, know which one is the least studied? I know we've talked, everybody talks about fight or flight. So I'm sure that's not. So it's going to be either fucking <laughs> or feeding. This time I was looking for a really quick answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My guess is fucking correct that's correct okay. you're that's amazing i wasn't even gonna try and sip my coffee that time no i was just gonna wait for that um so yeah so uh fucking is the least studied and it's kind of interesting because with it being such a large part of our lives like you know and and even if like when you take kind of fleeing and fighting out of the equation most of us don't need to do that on a daily basis generally speaking no now in 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 you know we'll call i'm gonna do air quotes for civilized society because i don't know how civilized it is right now (laughs) but we don't really have that fight or flight i mean aside from that low level anxiety that we're all living with all the time right um basically it's we switch we're like a, a, a an an open closed switch of food sex food sex food sex food sex those are pretty much the two mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. um until the kinseys came along oh man alfred kinsey's for the uninitiated is considered the father of human sexuality um he did eighteen thousand interviews mm-hmm. of people did you know that did you know that that he'd interviewed that many people. Have you seen the movie with Liam Neeson as Kinsey? No, is it good? It is good. We should watch it. D- didn't he do that with his real life wife? Who who co-stars with him? I can't remember who co-stars um, with him. Okay, that. 
And then there's a, then, then there was another. You scene. know, I. You know what I've heard about Liam Neeson? That he has a giant dick. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I've heard that too. Him and Milton Berle. I'd rather fuck Liam Neeson than Milton Berle, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but like we're talking like Pringles can. Oh. Kind of length and girth. <laughs> C- That's congratulations! What I heard. Yeah. Slow clap. <laughs> Slow clap for you. Yeah. For- Qui-Gon. Yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> it's not the only lightsaber he's carrying. <laughs> um, so, and and actually, Kinsey was... Uh, we've both done the Kinsey test, have we not? Which We have. The which, Kinsey scale. Kinsey scale. So yes. what is that? What's the Kinsey scale? So the Kinsey scale, uh, one of the many things that Kinsey kind of concluded through his studies is that sexuality is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that... To think of it as like a binomial or a trinomial, like you are straight or you are gay. Right. Right. Or straight, bisexual, gay. Like 50-50. Or 50-50. Yeah. Right. Like that is not actually the case. So he had um, a, a seven point scale that went from zero to six. Mm-hmm. With zero being 100% heterosexual right. or straight. And then six being 100% homosexual. So what Dan Savage would call gold stars at either end. Yeah, like like you have never done anything with the opposite end of the spectrum, basically. Right, okay. Right? Yeah. And I have to go back and and have a look, but my feeling, my recollection of it is that very rarely are people entirely zeros or sixes. I've actually had a few of my friends take the test. Yeah. And a couple of them have come out zeros. But I think they might have been lying. Yeah, th- this is the thing. Because some of the questions, <laughs> some of the questions are are like, you go, oh, wait, like, if you were being honest with yourself and mm-hmm. weren't worried that anybody else would see that, right. I think you would answer it differently yeah. than if you think that somehow somebody is going gonna, is gonna to look at it. Like, I've got a friend yeah. of mine who... Um, we we used to work together in in banking and 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 uh, he would always get hit on by the by the gay clientele. Oh my god! Clientele. I'm so excited to find out what the number was. Did he do this? Did he no, do the I test? No, I wish I could get him to do a test. But he's one of these guys that like is uh, at the time. He's, he's, he's also very good looking. Yeah, he's and he's, he dresses me- he's really mellowed. Well. He's mellowed. I think, and as he's gotten a little older. Oh my god! But, we should get him to do it. But I would love to get him to do the test because he'd be one of these guys who would see one of the questions about like you know. Uh, when you're in a locker room with other naked people of the same sex as you, like, do you notice and stuff? And I could see him just kind of sweating, <laughs> being like, "No, man, like eyes down, dude." Like, I could, I could see him answering those kinds sweating of things like handsomely. that. Sweating handsomely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> well, and 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 Kinsey, like, I found that really interesting, and he was, I think, the first one to notice. And, and document the sexual fluidity of women. Yeah. That I think a lot of, you know, when you hear about um, how women sort of, their preferences seem to change as they start to get older or they're just, they're just coming more into themselves and sort of turning away from the life script that is expected from, yeah. from them. But, and, and I've read stuff about how um, women's sexuality is quite fluid and men's is... Um, cemented a little bit earlier Mm. but then I've read even more recent stuff that in more open um, communities and spaces men's sexuality is is showing to be a little bit more fluid than they originally thought it was yeah 
Kinsey and then Masters and Johnson after Kinsey did a lot of work on female orgasm mm. and female desire and stuff like that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and unfortunately, it hasn't. I mean, we know a lot more about it as a result, but mm-hmm. it's not. We still don't know anywhere near as much about no. about female sexuality and female pleasure as as conversely physiologically we know about male the male side of things i'm willing to be a part of any study they're doing <laughs> so then so we're we're doing the giving study. my body up to science <laughs> yeah there we go and i am the scientist yeah the, oh <laughs> what are you doing later mm. Mm. um so so we we talk a lot about sex and yeah. sexuality and yeah. and but i started to wonder like where do our preferences and our sexual identity come from. And so you and I started talking about some of like, and and I don't think that I really thought about it in this context before, about some of your early Mm -hmm. experiences or influences. And I mean early, like not when you started having sex, like when you were a teenager, but like younger than that. So like things that maybe you shouldn't have seen. Right. You know, think, but... Um, and things that your parents probably don't know about. I know my parents don't know about the stuff that I found in their rooms. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, um, but I just thought, I thought it was kind of interesting because you and I, our relationship is so different in that I don't think I've ever been with as open with a partner as I have with you about my real sexual preferences and my sexual identity and the expression of that and that's one of the things that i love so much about our relationship is the opportunity to be who i am fully with you and i i feel like you're kind of the same way with oh yeah 100 percent. yeah so so we have had some giggles over over (laughs) some stories and we thought it might be fun to share those stories with you guys um so who's gonna go first I would like you to talk about some of your early early influences okay. and, and some things that you think might have shaped who you are sexually. And then I think as your partner, I may have a couple of comments on, on All right. that. So I had, I, I remember there have been light bulb moments <laughs> o- over our relationship uh-huh. that, that I've always, <laughs> like I remember when I realized that you bear a striking resemblance to Elizabeth Hurley. Okay. I don't see it, but who who I've had a massive crush on for a long time and I was like, "Oh my god, like here she is." <laughs> B is your Liz Hurley. Pretty much. I think what like hair and eye color only. That's mm, I think about where it ends. I don't know. Okay. Watch be dazzled everyone. <laughs> okay. So, I was going through some photos with you that I think like my mom had gave me or something like that. Uh-huh. And there were photos from a trip I took as a kid with my family to Venezuela. Like how old were you? This I know exactly how old I was okay. because it was one of these all-inclusive resorts. Uh-huh. And kids under 13 were free. Oh. So myself and my siblings were all under 13. But I turned 13 the day after we got there. Oh. Yeah. So it was enough that you were under 13 when they booked? When I arrived, I was oh. I was twelve, and then and then the next day, our first morning, I was thirteen. Oh wow! Okay. So so I I remember very clearly. I had I also had a yellow Sony Walkman. Aww. 
Oh, is that one of the was that one of the waterproof? The waterproof ones, ones that I had a little thing. I had one too. Yeah, and oh and the God. only and the only cassette I had was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> so I listened to that Ice Ice Baby album oh and God. and and walked around the resort. There's an album. I mean, there's a whole album of songs. Yes. What was the name of the album? I can't even remember. I'll put it. Cool in the, as ice, I think it's. I think called. it was cool as ice. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of songs on there. It wasn't actually that bad, but I mean, it hasn't held up very much. Oh, no. I mean, it used a Queen sample, so it, I it, know it that had, makes it cool. But anyway, yeah. okay. So let's so so walking around and and there were pictures from this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing like my Varney t-shirt it was like it was so I love the pictures you paint it's it was so so, 80s. so late 80s extremely early 90s like it was yeah my slicked hair and everything and there was this picture of mm-hmm. me with like like peachy kind of like a coral colored lip mark kiss mark kiss mark on my cheek uh-huh. and me being all like <laughs> like <laughs> And the maids, yes. the housekeepers at this resort were Venezuelan uh-huh. and beautiful. Uh-huh. And they all wanted to come back to Canada and be our nannies. <laughs> I don't think any of them wanted it as much as you did. Well, and, you know, I don't think my dad was super upset about the idea of having one of these, <laughs> one of these Venezuelan hotties come come home and and there was this picture in the stack of photos there was this picture of the housekeeper yes and i remember seeing it and i hadn't seen this picture like i'm sure easily in decades and then you saw it and you're like this is why you like latin chicks so much (laughs) which which i do you very do like if i was he really does he really does (laughs) um if i was to like you know how People prefer like, you know, you ask guys and they're like, they're boob man or butt man or they like blondes or brunette. Like, there's tons of guys on 90 Day that like Asian chicks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that. I think there's tons of guys in a lot of places that like Asian chicks. But everybody has their preferences. But for me, like, that is the kind of combination of of features and Mm -hmm. and personality and temperament and all that sort of stuff. Dark eyes, dark hair, olive skin, curvy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're you're definitely a a a butt man. Definitely. Well, butts are made. Okay, boobs are are born with, butts are made. Plastic surgery aside, (laughs) right? And 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 B has a fantastic one. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And and just you know the the kind of passionate nature that Latin culture fiery fiery. It's a it's a hot culture. Yeah. The 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 weather's hot. The food is hot. And I would include like Mediterranean in that as well, right? Oh, yeah. You were having a good time in Portugal too. I enjoyed Portugal a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, I enjoyed Portugal. Yes, you did. (laughs) My God, that bouncer at the cafe. He was a bouncer. He was a waiter. He was a waiter. Oh, I'm sorry. With his screaming buttons Mm. on his shirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure I don't know what you mean. I'm sure you don't. (laughs) So do we have a picture? We don't, do we? Oh yeah, I whipped out my phone and took a picture of that waiter. It was oh, bad enough that like be you the totally, fir- I was like being time. a total sketchbag to begin with. <laughs> we didn't talk about it until you brought it up later. I was like, oh shit, I got caught on. <laughs> well, he was good looking. But dude. yeah, but you. But I, that was that was one of these light bulb moments when it comes to sexuality, where I was like, fuck yeah, like 
I'm fairly certain. You got imprinted on. I got imprinted. At age 12, yeah, 13. 13. I'm walking around this place, listening to Ice Ice Baby with all these hot <laughs> Venezuelan maids and yeah. and housekeepers and just staff. And I was like, yeah. Was, yes, please. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is what, this is, I want that when I get older. When I start using my dick for anything other than peeing, yeah. that's what that, I'm doing. That's what I, that's where I want it to go. <laughs> Consensually, of course. <laughs> enthusiastically (laughs) so yeah so that was that kind of first one for me coincidentally we do travel to a lot of latin countries we do and i do speak spanish yes you do yeah very well thank you and you you as well you're learning along yeah you've done very well i can't wait till we can go somewhere again and we can that'll be so nice it will be so nice i'm missing i'm missing traveling traveling I, I i'm just i'm watching travel logs now to kind of like travel tv shows to oh, are you? scratch my itch yeah how's that working out uh makes me sad yeah <laughs> but i can't i know where i'm going next oh yeah uh, we need to do that south america road trip oh yeah like okay. from top to bottom okay i want to do that okay Done. so that was my first one yeah i would definitely yeah you that's definitely the look that you prefer mm-hmm. and honestly I think I look more like a Latin chick than Elizabeth Hurley, to be fair. That's true. She's yeah. a little pale. Your, your She's a little pale a little, and a little tall longer. and a little skinny. Yeah. But, I mean, no no burn on, no shade on Liz Hurley. Like, she looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She's in her early to mid-50s now. Yeah, she yeah and she's still, fantastic. she looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. she does. Anyway, well, you both are going to live forever. That's, that's how it's going to work. That's the plan. Yep. <laughs> um, and then, I, and then... <laughs> A little bit younger than that. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like where all this. I'm just the timeline of yeah. all that. Uh, and this is like. <laughs> okay. All right. So so the Venezuelan maid, um, in in Venezuela was thirteen. Yeah. Um, a little earlier than that. Um. I found my parents, my parents, because it was the 70s and then the 80s, had a waterbed. Oh, okay. Actually, we all had waterbeds as a result. Okay. My, my sisters and, and I we had these waterbeds. Separate waterbeds. Yeah, and not like a waterbed we all shared. Okay. <laughs> and, and my parents' waterbed was raised up. It had like, like drawers. Platform. Yeah, drawers okay. underneath it. And because I'm a kid. And you're nosy. And I'm nosy. <laughs> I would go through drawers. And then I found a drawer. What were you looking for? I don't know. Just okay, just... Halloween candy? I have no idea. Because <laughs> okay. they did. My, my parents would take away the Halloween candy. Oh, like we would and eat, hide we would, it. Well, no, not hide it. We would eat it on Halloween mm-hmm. night. And, and then a, there would be a little bit that would be left out. It would go in like lunches for the next week or something like okay. that. And then we wouldn't see it again until we went to like the movies or something like it's that. It's funny you do that. Yeah. You, you hide it now. Or just put it out of sight. Yeah, out of sight mainly. Mm-hmm. And and as I found out, it was in a pillowcase uh, in at the top of my parents' closet. That was where they would put oh, it. Oh, so you found it? Okay. So I did find it. I mean, look, the rooms aren't that big, right? But what else did you find? Well, I found my parents' sex drawer. <laughs> yeah. I wish that cock rings. I and wish y'all could see the look. Of, what dildos? Okay, you didn't tell me this part. <laughs> I, oh I gotta keep something for this I show. am loving the look on your face right now because it's, <laughs> it's very difficult to describe. I wish y'all could see this. It's kind of like, uh, oh. 
<laughs> okay, so you found cock ring. And of course, how old were you? Uh, so I, I was uh, nine, ten-ish, something like that. Nine Actually, or ten? No, sorry. I found that drawer. I was younger than that. I found that drawer when I was probably about six. <gasps> but but that drawer never left. Like when we moved to a different part of Canada, that drawer moved with. <laughs> the, so it, it all went back there. As a unit, yeah, and like, so, like and my, how, but you you just know now that that was a cock. Like you, did, oh, did I you didn't know, know what it. I didn't. Know you what didn't it was. know what stuff. It was like the first time I smelled weed, and, yeah. and I went, oh my god, that's that smells like a skunk. That, that smells like my dad. And it was like because <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad living yeah. in the northern part of Canada, he would smoke weed with his buddies, because right? Because there's nothing else to do. Nothing, nothing, fucked else nothing to do else when it's fifty below there. zero outside. So okay, so you found cock rings, dildos, yeah, what else vibrators. Did you find? Okay, um, uh, I found. My dad, my dad was a penthouse guy. Okay. And he would keep a couple of penthouses in the bathroom. Okay. My dad was a reader in the bathroom in general. There was always National Geographics and stuff around. I think that's where I get it from. And then... I wasn't going to bring that up. No. Okay. You know, um, it's just like your palace of solitude, you know? like I get it. Yeah. And uh, so that, yeah, so I found the, you know, the, the penthouses around and the hustlers. Uh, not classy playboy. My dad didn't roll like that. Um, and, and massagers. Are you doing air quotes on those massagers? No, they or? were actually massagers. Uh-huh. I'm sure they were, and you know, oils and stuff like that. I'm okay. sure they were, I mean, it's not like a Hitachi magic wand that was, has, has been marketed as a back massager and every woman knows that it's just a super clit like stimulating, <laughs> right? Okay. You know, you hold it up around your chin and it's long and goes down. Now they make them shorter. It's and... like it's like that that episode of Sex in the City where Yeah, she goes back to the sharper image. She she um it's uh Samantha Jones takes yeah. takes takes it her Hitachi magic wand back to the sharper image and says, This doesn't work and he's like, What's wrong with it? And she's or she said this vibrator doesn't work. Yeah. And he's like, It's not a vibrator, it's a back massager. She's like, It's a vibrator. He's yeah. like, It's a back massager. She says, well, it doesn't work. And he's like, what's wrong with it? She said, it doesn't get me off. He's like, okay. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that. Anyway. Okay. So you found a massager. Mm -hmm. A couple of different types of massagers. Uh And um, at this point, I'm like nine or 10 years old. Okay. And this massager had like a bunch of like different like head attachments. So I had, and just, it just. It was just like an impact one, just like vibrated, right? And so there was like a little like spiky ball. There was like a round smooth ball. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a little like cup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was corded, right? It wasn't, it course, wasn't a yeah. battery. So you had to mm-hmm. plug it in somewhere. And I remember uh, the house was empty or something like that. My parents were out grocery shopping or something. I was old enough to be left home alone right okay. and and well, well in, it was the it, 80s in the 80s so could, whatever you yeah. were two and, i was like yeah six and they left me yeah alone. yeah and and um and i guess it kind of coincided with like your penis all of a sudden is not just for pissing anymore you know what i mean like uh, well you, it behaves a little differently it does it starts to be i mean it always felt good to kind of like grab it and push up against things and yeah. you know stuff like that <laughs> But now you realize like there was more to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know so how you guys walking around with those things. But yeah, anyway. and 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 so I took the cup attachment, <laughs> and I just kind of like put it on my on the end of my like hard dick, <laughs> and like pushed the button, and it just like vibrated, <laughs> and it didn't take very long, and I would get off. But I was right. so young, like nothing. There was no nothing came out. Did it shock you? I mean, like electrically or no, 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 no. Like, were you like, oh my god? No, yeah, I was like. 
Oh, I remember. I remember being in like, oh God, I was in like fourth grade. So I was like nine. nine, eight or nine, something like that. And somebody made the like masturbation motion. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and then <laughs> and like in the air. And I was like, what is that? What is that? And then I like. I was like, oh, okay. And that was that was how I figured out how to masturbate. I was like, oh, if I put my hand, if I wrap my hand around my dick and shake it, like shit will happen, right? <laughs> so I was already like I was already doing that. Yeah, yeah. And and then I was like, let me use this like massager. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's even better. <laughs> like that takes no time. And you know, it's on my waterbed, you know. Oh my god. And and so what happened the next day so so <laughs> i remember because both my parents worked yes. and i only had at that time i only had one one sister the other ones hadn't been born yet uh-huh. and and i was like oh i feel i feel sick today i don't think i can go to school mom and dad and so they're like all right so they just left me at home <laughs> At like 11 or 10 or something like that. and and uh, Years old, not at yeah, 10 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, no. And and then I just fucking like found a penthouse in the bathroom and the massager and just like jerked off all day. All day? <laughs> just the whole day. Just just abused my penis. You took a break at noon for Flintstones and grilled cheese yeah, and yeah. the rest of the time you just... Yeah, make nachos and then... And then <laughs> And then back at it. Masturbation, that's your job. Like <laughs> Your skin must have looked amazing that day. My, yeah, my parents are like, wow, you seem like you've you're reco- totally ready to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> you've reco- it's a miracle. Mm. You've recovered mm. really, really quickly. I'm just a marvel of science. That's that's what that comes down to. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I love that story yeah. so much. Yeah. I really don't know what to say about uh, that. There's nothing. I mean, I, you and and thus began not, a lifelong okay. enjoyment of masturbation. Yes, but also, you are not afraid to be with a woman who enjoys toys. Sometimes, no. you're not you, you're not afraid of my vibrator. No, I think if, if I think if a woman and you're not intimidated by my vibrator. No, no, because your vibrator can do things that I can't do. It has <laughs> air pulse technology. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't have air pulse technology. <laughs> you do. You do just fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I think. I think as a as a partner, if somebody, ha- unless they have like a physical condition that requires the use of it, I think mm-hmm. it would get intimidating if every time you were intimate with somebody. Yeah. They needed accessories to be able to enjoy it. Sure. Outside of like if they have an, an illness or something. Like, yeah. You know, mobility issues or whatever. But aside from that, you know, a guest appearance every now and, that, now and again mm-hmm. is like no big deal. Yeah, cool. No, but I think that openness of, you know, that, that you didn't... And I mean, partly it was because your parents didn't know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. But to not experience any shame... In doing that, in using oh, something, if I'd been caught, I would have felt terrible. I don't know. I feel like your dad might have been okay. I think. I think he would have been like, <laughs> "That's my boy." <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He- so, um, but yeah, I, I feel like you're very, um, you're very open about that kind of stuff, and yeah. you're not. There, there. 
it's it's very very healthy masturbation is super healthy and you yeah. don't you don't try to hide that no. or or you have any shame around that and no. i think that's really important it's like you know got to keep that prostate healthy it's super important yep yeah and uh, you know i think it i'm sure it contributes to the kind of mood you're in most of the time like you're a very you know positive I'd fun like to think so. you know i mean it's not like it's, you're not like like toxic positive where it's like hey have a nice day like it, you're not flanders or anything like that but you're just <laughs> but it's just you know you kind of have this healthy energizing love of life that yeah. kind of comes across to everybody that meets you i think and and it's like because it's all because built you by master- masturbation <laughs> <laughs> attitude by this- masturbation <laughs> fantastic why not what's sure. wrong with that nothing and nope. i think i think that it's even though it's more expected from young men than it is from young women mm-hmm. i think that it needs to be more acceptable for women to masturbate. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot uh, of reasons why that's that's important. Yeah, but like we can get into that another time. But 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 I I love that. I love that story. I love that you felt you could tell me that story and that you could tell everybody <laughs> that told story now. All of you, everybody that that story, that story now. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then the last thing, last thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. was uh, this doesn't happen anymore. I'm almost sad that my children are not going to grow up with this okay because of the internet right before the internet was a thing mm-hmm. if you wanted to find pornography you had to go to a store and buy it right like a magazine or something like or, D- or, or a vhs, VHS tape, or tape betamax or, um, or reel to reel yeah or old school reel to reel or pay 25 cents and go to a peep show or you know like those kinds of things right there were, it was it was pretty seedy but or a th- movie theater with other people and cool. jerk off in the dark in a mo- in a movie theater. Okay, I can't even imagine doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's very seventies, eighties kind of New yeah. York type type thing, right? I feel like Pee Wee Herman got a a shit deal on that one, right? Because he got caught in one of these places, he did, didn't yeah. he? Paul yeah. Rubens, yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, leave him alone. Yeah. Oh, anyways, um, but there seemed to be this kind of age old tradition. Mm-hmm. Of for young boys for young boys to find and then subsequently leave pornography out in the wild, like l- literally nudie magazines. nudie magazines, literally like in the forest, <laughs> like geocaching. Yeah, porn <laughs> caching is what it was before there were GPS units. Like people would like intentionally leave. Yeah. Like yeah, and, newbie and, magazine stashes out in the forest. And somebody, you know, there would always be that one friend in your group who like had an older brother or something like that uh-huh. that knew where some stuff was. Wow. And it was and it was like this like okay, oral tradition is gonna make it sound like sexual, but there was there was this there was this verbal transference of like knowledge from older wow. generation to younger generation. Mm-hmm. And I mean these magazines were usually very old. Um, they hadn't always survived the elements very well. So the pages are all like stuck together by water. Like they're all like the page, like, <laughs> sure. right. Yeah. Not, like some of them, you wouldn't even be able to open them anymore because right. they would just be, be all moldy. Yeah. They'd all be yeah. moldy and stuff like that. But there was there. And, and when I was seven or eight years old living in the Arctic of Canada, I found one of these stashes. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, 
in the forest, like in <laughs> extreme northern Canada, seeing a naked person for the first, a naked woman mm-hmm. that I wasn't related to. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> for the first time. Wow. And then that led to, we talked about, you know, my dad's stash at home. And, mm-hmm. and there was, I remember at my co- my family cottage, I found a fucking like Playboy magazine from like the 70s or 60s wow. or something like that. And so, you know, and you would find these things and you would cherish mm-hmm. this, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, as a little, as a, you know, preteen masturbator, you would, you would <laughs> fucking... This was your shit, right? And now, now you go... How would you describe yourself as a child? Now, now you go on and it's like you have all the porn that's ever been made. Ever. Yeah. In some tube site. Yeah. And you're like, nope, next, next, two seconds, next. Uh, That that 70s Playboy magazine? That's all you had, Oh my God, I jerked off to that so much. (laughs) The pages smelled musty. Okay, like, all right. Like we don't need smell vision. But but the thing, like this is this is how old this stuff was, right, right? right? And and it didn't matter. It was it was the source of your material, right? right. So that that was that was it, and yeah. you you loved it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, we're now it's 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 almost like it's it's almost like swiping, right? Where you go, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, 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 nope. And you think that's all you like? That's all you had is this one magazine, and and pr- it probably came down to one or two images that really did it for you. Oh yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever Latin chicks they had in Playboy, no, and hairy bushes, like giant bushes. It's not really my thing. No, no, no. You you enjoy a little bit more manicure, a, a little bit more curated. Yeah, that's sort of my thing. So those are three things. Those are three things. In, well, in, that certainly in, explains your love of nature. <laughs> nature and latin chicks <laughs> nature latin chicks and, and masturbation masturbation there yep. you go but this is what i'm saying i think that it's it's and i know it's a lot of it's done in secret as mm-hmm. a lot of early sexual influences i think for a lot of kids it's you know done without their parents knowledge yeah and thankfully so because the shame that would inevitably follow oh my god can curdle all of that. Right. And- I, I, I don't think my parents ever walked in on me masturbating, but I'm sure no. it would have... I mean, I walked in on them, but that's kind of on me, right? So... Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for another time. Oh, my no. goodness. You can tell me after. Yeah, I'll tell you. After. Actually, I don't know if I want to know. No, you don't want to okay, know. Okay. You right. know both my parents. I so, do. So, yeah, no. Yeah, never mind. No. Thanks. Okay. So, um, are there things in your past Yes. When we started to think about this episode? Yeah. And and you know, I, I don't even I don't even know how how this came up, but like how we started talking about this. But um Oh I remember. Oh you do? Yeah. We were watching a movie. Oh no, I know, but there was a reason we were watching that movie in the first place. Oh yeah. right, okay. But um so I think the first okay, so a lot of people talk about like fifty shades of grey and Mm-hmm. Those those books and those movies. And for the record, I've never read them because I think it's a poor characterization of BDSM and kink. Yeah, it was housewife porn. Yes. Housewife BDSM porn. Yeah. And it yeah. and it's 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 not you know, the, the BDSM world and the kink world were all like collectively rolling their eyes. Yeah, because there oh, was God, no consent this is, and this yeah, is not was, how yeah. this goes, but okay. Um so before that, you know, like I, I, I've, I've never really been like 
a consumer of erotica, erotic novels or mm-hmm. anything like that. However, my mother was. Hmm. And when I was, hmm, I think I was probably nine, nine or ten maybe. Okay. And my parents' bed had like, the headboard was a bookcase. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So there was yeah. like yeah, yeah. four or five shelves where they would keep like the alarm clock and some other things and some books and Kleenex and um, <laughs> oils. No, they didn't have any of that kind of stuff. But, um, <laughs> but opportunity. there were, I was in there one day, same thing. It's, it's amazing how many kids just feel this compulsion to snoop in their parents' bedrooms. Yeah. Um, because I think especially growing up when we did, we were left alone a lot. We were left alone a lot. And also our parents almost had like two different personas, you know, it was like, you didn't really know who your parents were as people. I think that's a little bit different now, but Mm. then, you know, you didn't really know anything. We weren't included in as much of their activities. It seems like parents and I'm, I, I, I parent this way as well. My kids come to a lot of the things that I do, right like when i'm hanging out with friends they come over and play right. with like you know like yeah whereas like other than like barbecues and dinner parties you never really saw your parents kind of interacting no. with other people right yeah so i didn't really know very much about who my parents were as people and so i was in there snooping around i don't know what i was looking for but i found these books on the shelf and i was like huh what are these and they were they were called, they, they were Christina Van Bell <laughs> books. And they looked like romance novels, right? Like the cover had this beautiful statuesque blonde, you know, with, you know, big round breasts and like, Tiny you know, cultish and- legs and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they, they looked like romance novels. And at, at eight and nine, I was like, oh, like, you know, you just want to be, a grown up, right. right? You want to be a grown woman yeah. and what that's like and and, exper- and so I kind of plopped myself down on the bed and just opened it up to a random page and started reading. But these hmm. Christina Van Bell books were like erotica. They were porn they were, novels. They weren't romance novels. They were not romance novels. And I remember just being like I was I remember like being frozen in place. Just like, what is this? Like, I, I didn't, it, it took me, I mean, I was, I was a smart kid, so yeah. I could like, I could understand stuff because of context. Right. But there was a lot of stuff that I was reading in there that I had no idea what that was. Lots of adjectives that yes. you had not heard. <laughs> yes. Like. Throbbing, tumescence, like all sorts of like. Oh yeah, like I was just like, like you know, the throbbing member sprung from his. Pa- I'm like, what? Like, what is that? But it was so like, I could, but I couldn't look away, yeah. right? And 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 I was just. I, I think the first time I kind of you know slammed it shut and, and threw it back on the shelf, like knowing that I shouldn't be reading it. Mm-hmm. I just I should not, and. And then you go back again and again. Get that first hit. And again and again and again. And it was just, and then I would notice when there was new ones. And I would know, <laughs> right? And it was just kind of like, I always wanted to say something to her. And then I remember we all went, um, my mom and I think my mom and dad, and I think 
three other couples and their children. So all of us went to this like, it was almost like a Kellerman's type. Okay. Just, you know, remember from Dirty Dancing, they had like the Kellerman's, like the summer resort kind of thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite as fancy as Kellerman's, but but it was that same sort of family um, lodge idea. And And then the three families were there. Four of four families. Four families. Four families, and we oh, all that's had a lot of people. It was a lot of people. Well, we weren't all in the same. Like we all had our own separate sure, cabins but you were and stuff traveling like together. Yeah, but we were and and wood paneled station wagons and yeah, <laughs> Plymouths and Plymouth, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids would play together. We'd all be at the, like the kids program all day. Right, we'd go to the beach and whatever. That sounds so, awesome. It was great for the parents. Like yeah. it was they they were they got to be alone all day and, and do whatever drank they wanted. And socialized yep. and smoked and the, yep. and the kids are running around getting all sun kissed and, and we were and we wore, were supervised all day. Yeah. We had like soupies all day long. Yeah, that's cool. But it's funny when you look at photos, when you go back and look at photos and stuff like that, and I uh, there were photos of this family trip that we did. And there's a photo of all the all four of the women all sitting like it was like a you know an L shaped couch like and they were all reading those books <laughs> all of them and <laughs> and they were all and this photo makes it's me laugh to look awesome. at it now because they're all just like mm, like sunk right into the couch yeah. completely just like your dad doesn't in, know what's going to hit him tonight eh oh i think he knew i think he was buying her those books <laughs> But, and I just remember thinking to myself, oh my God, they're all reading those dirty books. Yeah. And they were just passing them. Like, it's like, you ready? Next, ready? Next. And they were all like avid readers. Like when we would go away, like, I mean, because they didn't have Kindle then. And my mom would literally have like a bag of of 12, 15 books. And she would, she was a voracious reader and she'd go through all of them. You know that that is one of the like romance erotica novels is one of the biggest categories of sellers on like ebooks really like on kindle and stuff like that yeah yeah oh i can imagine they there are people who make millions of dollars as like self-published authors on on that i feel like i feel like i should give that a shot i i why not (laughs) but i remember but it was very you know reading those books it was so easy for me to imagine in my mind what Mm -hmm. that looked like Mm -hmm. and i felt like that was a a real like Oh, wow. And I don't know if you have anything to say to that, if that has manifested outside of my brain, but I know that inside my brain, I have a very rich fantasy life. Well, and I, when we talked about love languages and things like that, Mm. words of affirmation are one of like, one of your biggest ones. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your connection to words... Mm-hmm. I think stems from that. And I'm thinking about like in the early days of our relationship, we spent the first couple of weeks before <laughs> we could just meet. going to bring this up. Yep. Texting. Mm-hmm. Like, because you didn't want to hear the sound of my voice until I was in person. That's right. So we didn't have any phone calls or video chats mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those words did good things for you. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Because no. I think this is after we met. Mm. Um you used to text me stories. Yeah. See, we we disagree on that because I think... You think we you did that before we met? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and it's too late to go back in the in the the, the thread, the thread is like, oh my god, there's millions, millions of messages. Yeah. But but I I because I had some, uh, some okay, we can memories. disagree on the timeline, yeah. but but we can agree that but I would text you, you would stories. Te- you would text me erotic stories, yeah, and, and I would masturbate to them. Yeah, one, two, <laughs> three, four, <laughs> what five. What was my record? What like was my ten or fourteen? I or had something? like ten or eleven orgasms during yeah. one story. Yeah. And I would be typing them out, and I'd do them like in little bubbles or whatever. And then I would, and then I would see one, and then I'd keep going, whatever. Yeah, because every time like, I had one, I would tell yeah, you two, three, okay, and then I would go, and like it was amazing. It was it was amazing. But I think it makes sense when you talk about those those early experiences with those erotic novels with reading stuff with reading stuff so yeah i think that helped combine with your natural creativity and your imagination i think it was very it was it was inevitable that those two things as you Hmm. matured sexually would would kind of come together and this is the thing i'm kind of having epiphanies as we're talking i know it's amazing right yeah it's like wow i i maybe that's why i find words so so much of a turn on mm-hmm. and so like it's such a thing for me because and how old were you when those when that happened like i said i was i think i was probably like nine nine okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um oh. so the next thing <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna save the one you think you're thinking of for last mm-hmm. but um so the second kind of influence, I think, and I, I didn't really, I, I really started to think about this a little bit because um, there's so many things and there, and there's a lot of little things that I don't really want to speak too much to, like sure. um, when Grease came out. Right. And I was still quite young when that came out. Which was a wildly raunchy, like Broadway play originally. It's so dirty. Yeah. The, the play is even dirtier than the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And... I was quite young when I was taken, I, my father took me to see that movie because I think he just thought, oh, it's Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta and yeah. she likes, she's, like, it'll she be really cool. Likes that. Yeah. And I don't think, I think he was probably cringing the whole way through because he didn't realize how dirty it was. Oh yeah. It's like my sisters watched 40 year old virgin with my mom, not knowing what the movie was about. And they're like, oh yeah. Apparently I haven't seen this movie, but apparently my son's dad, my ex-husband took my sons to go and see 21 Jump Street. Oh, when shit. they were quite young, seriously, yeah, I don't know what year that movie came out. Uh, can, it was it was not that long ago. Uh, it was six or seven years ago. Mm, I think it was probably more than that. The new one, right? With with uh, yeah, with Magic was, Mike and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was probably more than that. But my, I remember my ex being absolutely mortified. Oh yeah, by how yeah. dirty that yeah. that movie was. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but anyway, so you know, and, Channing and, Tatum, that's and I wanted everything Grease when I like I wanted Grease everything. I wanted posters. I wanted the album. I wanted everything. And there was actually, I remember in the grocery store there was a photo novel like a graphic novel adaptation Mm. from the movie so it had all these photos from the movie and then it was almost like comic book style and there were lots of things that they said in there that I would read over and over and over as same same thing probably eight or nine reading going what does that mean what is what is that what are knockers like I didn't know what knockers were Ah, sweater kittens (laughs) But I didn't know that. Like, and yeah. and as I got older, and I started realizing what all this shit was. Like, I didn't know they talked about sloppy seconds. Mm. Yeah, 
like a cream pie or just no, like, like sloppy seconds hey you know between rizzo and 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 danny and and she's like you know it's up zook you know you're looking good and he's like well sloppy seconds ain't my style and it's like Ugh. and i'm like i don't know what that means right like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what that means when i read i didn't know what that meant when i read it so that was kind of like a, a peripheral thing and also like um try like late Late, late, late at night on the weekends, I think Saturday nights, there was um, uh, a television station called TLN. Oh, yeah. Tele-Latino Network. Yeah. Yeah, and my nonna have... used to watch Italian soap operas on that. Well, you, uh, during the day, they had Italian soap operas, and at night, they had softcore Italian porn. Nice. Talk about full bush. Yeah. and <laughs> But they were gorgeous. Yeah. Women. It's probably shaped, you know, my taste in women, uh, too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And end types. And, I would yeah. try so hard. Like I would work so hard as a young, like again, probably 11 or 12, staying up, trying to stay up late enough to see these movies and just sitting through, you know, all kinds of storyline that I couldn't understand and didn't care about just mm-hmm. waiting for the good mm-hmm. parts, you know? And it's like, then they'd stick a commercial in there and you're like, what are you doing to me? Okay. <laughs> um, so girls got to eat, man. I got to finish here. Come on. Yeah. So, um, but I, as I was thinking about it, um, another thing was a, a big influence on me was Prince's 1999 album. Oh yeah, that's a good album. Great album. Didn't come out in 1999. Was that your way. first album for Prince? That was my first yeah. Prince album. Mine was Diamonds and Pearls. Okay. Uh, do we have to talk again about how much younger you are than me? Is that, is <laughs> no, that just, necessary? Just talk- well, have you? Wait. I'm trying to figure out what year it came Have out. you heard the fan theories about about what Greece actually is all about? No. That what was Olivia Newton-John's character's name? Sandy. That really the whole movie she's dead and she's like remembering this as she's about to die like it's just like a like a like her life on like real to real kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if that wrecks the movie for you or not. Thinking a little that. bit. Can yeah. we not talk about that anymore? Okay. When, okay. when did when did nineteen ninety nine come out? So nineteen ninety nine came out in nineteen eighty two. Okay. So I was still like an adolescent, mm-hmm. and my uncle bought it for me because he was thinking like, "Cool, like Prince is cool," and that yeah. nineteen ninety nine song is awesome. And he was a dirty. He was a dirty man. Dirty, dirty, dirty. I mean, in the best possible oh, way. Oh, in the best possible so way. So sensual. Very and, sexual. Yeah. Very. And so this was back in the day when there was like a family stereo. We didn't have personal audio devices. <laughs> and I would sit next to the stereo with the big puffy headphones plugged in. Mm-hmm. And I would listen. And I had it on vinyl. I had 1999 on vinyl. Oh, that would have been amazing. And I would listen to it over and over and over and over again when you understand what little red corvette (laughs) it ain't about cars Mm -mm. not about cars um when you when i listened to the lyrics of that album i was like i was like this like just like because there weren't liner notes then right like you had they had did they have i'm pretty sure there were lyrics oh actually maybe not for that one i don't remember if it was if they had that one but but what are you doing? Sorry, I'm, I was I was searching for something and this started to play. So, so Little Red Corvette was a big one. And that was one of the big hits, one of the big radio hits off yeah. of that album. And it's like, do you understand what that song even means? Like, I don't think that, I think that, yeah, you're dancing. Yeah, you're, Little Red Corvette. Yeah. But there was another track. Which one? Track eight called Lady Cab Driver. All right. 
I'm, I'm looking up the album here. And basically, there's the entire song and then an instrumental bridge. And then there's basically the sound of him that like mm-hmm. of him fucking her in the back of the car. <laughs> so he's talking about he has this monologue as he's fucking her and she's making noises. <laughs> and I remember just being like, like just completely like. I feel like Prince would have been good at eating pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> the way he talks. I feel like he was good at a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know what? That That's a big fuck you to all the swipe left if you're, you know, like don't, like don't bother if, you know, you must be 5'10 and over. Like oh, that yeah. dude, he was what, like 5'2? He was tiny. He and always he, used to wear big boots. And that and dude got like that. more pussy oh. than you can... Oh my All god! The pussy. It ain't about how tall you are, baby. I'm just saying that we could, we could. We, well, everybody's the same size when you're horizontal, right? <laughs> um, yes. Um, we mo- could. Most we could, height difference is leg length. His his catalog is so deep that I know uh, he can. Like we could, he's got so much music. He's dead now, but there's so much music in his vault. We could have new albums. Oh, for decades and he's a genius he's yeah. a genius but but very very sexual and very overtly so yeah and so i mean i don't and and i was a big fan i was a mm. huge fan i'm still a huge fan massive fan but same. but i i just found his his music so so appealing for that reason he was yeah. he he was like but but he was such a genius lyrically that he could I mean, some of them were a little overt than others, more overt than others, but he could write these songs. People like are like, Darling Nikki. Like Darling Nikki. Well, that's a little bit easier to, to figure out, but Little Red Corvette was like, oh, you know. Cream. Cream. Strawberry Beret. That was about him like just picking some chick up in a raspberry shop and beret. fucking him in a barn. Yeah. Fucking her in a barn. Yeah. Like, and people are like, oh, Raspberry Beret. Great radio <laughs> tune. So um, I don't know. Like, so how do you think that manifests somehow for me? I mean, I think I'm pretty musically driven. I yeah. Again, it, I think it comes back to those those words, right? Yeah. There was another way instead. But it's of, music. It's music, which elicits a lot of emotions in people. I I I think most people will recognize music, especially, has the ability to take you back to a particular time and moment mm-hmm. in your life. Like mm-hmm. there are certain songs when I hear them, I they take me back to an exact moment in my life and not like a monumental moment no just a place just a place there was this there was this song when i was uh in early years of university that um when i hear it play it reminds me of driving out of the parking lot from university (laughs) because it must have been playing enough times yeah yeah you know what i mean like and so like it, it just takes you back to that one time right and so it doesn't surprise me that when you have something that has words lyrics that are of overtly or even covertly very sexual sexual, being sung to you Mm -hmm. with some interesting music and all that kind of stuff like he a lot of his albums were meant to be listened he did one album that was just one whole track yeah like they were meant to be like listened to all at once all at once and so yeah like you talk about you sitting there reading an erotic novel you're basically listening to an erotic novel um, Mm. when you listen to some of these albums i also think that i gravitate towards music that makes my yoni happy yeah makes my groin happy i need to feel i need to that's why i like metal that's why i love metal yeah because i it's it i three places heart 
gut, yoni. Like those, those are the three places. And I gravitate towards music mm. that where I have that kind of that reaction, primal mm-hmm. reaction to. So that's probably one of the reasons why I still like metal. And, um, but yeah, so, so that was, that was a big thing for me. And like I say, I was still quite young, like mm-hmm. young adolescent. And then the last thing was something that I recently shared with you. And this is, this is actually what inspired this episode. I think so. Yeah. Was that. So, and I don't know how it came up originally. There was something, I, you know what I think it was? We were having a conversation about what a bad idea it is to incorporate food into sex play. Right. Because there's lots of things. Oh, somebody was talking about chocolate. Yeah. And it's like, what a fucking horrible idea to incorporate like, chocolate into your sex play. Like, ew. Like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. No. Not liquid chocolate. Not any. It all ends up liquid if when it's on your skin, if it's uh, good chocolate, true. if it's that's not mocklet, right? <laughs> and so we were talking about that and I was like, oh, you know, they made it look so good in nine and a half weeks and, you know, it's just never like that. And you were like, what's nine and a half weeks? I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd never... You'd never seen it. And I was like, oh my God, you got to see nine and a half weeks. I can't believe you'd never seen it. <laughs> and it's a movie, it's from 1986 mm-hmm. and it stars a still fantastically good looking Mickey Rourke. Oh my God, he was... He was gorgeous in that He movie. was. He was gorgeous. And an also incredibly gorgeous Kim Basinger. Yeah. Who was incidentally 33 when they shot that movie. And she is stunning. Seriously? She was 33? She was 33 when, when she made wow. that movie. Wow. And okay. she was absolutely stunning. Now, I, we, I saw Nine and a Half Weeks. In 1986. In 1986. <laughs> and in 2020. And we used to, we would have sleepover parties in our friend group and oh we would God. all get together and we would rent sometimes there, like there were a couple of movies that would be different every time but there would be like old standbys that we would rent every time and one of those was nine and a half weeks i don't know who the fuck's parents <laughs> was like okay cool and or even knew what this movie was but that's where i first saw it was at a sleepover how could you how could you not know the the cover of that movie is the two of them making out making out I with know. like the most sexual kind of graphics around I know. it and there's the no font, nudity the font looks like all slashy like yeah. like 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 fatal attraction like it's i don't know i don't know how they got it but anyway this is where i saw this movie and i remember being so it was so provocative and so like enthralling for me mm-hmm. i was just like holy shit and and there were a lot of things then that i really didn't understand yeah I just knew that it made my groin happy, yeah. my yoni happy, yeah. and I had these funny feelings in my tummy. But then you and I thought it would be fun to watch it, and I haven't seen this movie probably in, oh my God, probably 30 years. Right. And so you and I watched it. And so what did you think? It was... <laughs> it, it's basic. sorry, it's based on a book, it's based on yeah. a novel about this very intense relationship between a newly divorced young uh, woman in New York. She's supposed to be, I think, in her mid to late 30s um, in New York, a a museum. Um, She works at a museum and she's very kind of like shy and introverted Mm -hmm. and she's portrayed as kind of frumpy. Yeah, kind of mousy, like a librarian type. Right. Um, Just a little more cultured. Yeah. And she meets this man, um, John, who is... Very enigmatic, mm-hmm. wealthy. Talk about the, the, the like playing it cool 
quiet oh, absolutely. Kinda he's type. Got, I, you were good like, game. he's got some fucking moves, yeah, man. Like he had game. some really good game at the beginning. And it's this very, very intense relationship that lasts nine and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And so you and I sat down and watched this movie together. And what did you think? There were, I mean, it was cheesy at parts, but I mean, it was the 80s yeah. in, in New York, right? So there's that that kind of like, wow, that was a weird time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like the outfits and stuff like that. Some stuff like doesn't that. stand up. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. But, and I mean, there's a lot of not so consensual stuff that, that happens in, mm. in, in that movie. But... Um, How did you feel like it kind of influenced me and my sexuality well when when i remember sitting there and watching it and going holy shit of course you are the way you are like if this is the shit that you were watching when you were like you know a preteen yeah like my god like this makes so much sense like Like, what like what did just just the the there's because there's like some light bdsm in this movie Mm -hmm. right there's like some restraint and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. and and when we've we've talked about it, I don't know, there's also some exhibitionism. Lots of exhibitionism, yeah, in that as well, right? And and that yeah. turns out that that's your you you skew a little bit that way, like <laughs> a lot, a little bit, a lot, a lot, a lot, like a, that way, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I could see how that would shape your sexual desires if you're watching this as a young person mm-hmm. who and doesn't going, understand right in the intensity of the relationship and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've tempered it as you've grown older and real, you can see the things that aren't right with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that it, it, it in some ways was like the first time you had seen something like that. Oh, absolutely. And so as a result, it kind of imprints like that because it's the first time, right? That was the first time I'd seen a relationship dynamic that wasn't like romantic comedy type. Right. Like, right. And, and I think definitely not so much the, the, um, dominant submission thing. Cause it was a little bit, I found that, some of it was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the intensity. Right. The intensity of the pursuit. Yeah. Um, and it's all going great until it doesn't go so great. But yeah, and then it kind of goes it, off the it, rails. It curdles a little bit. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's an interesting movie to watch from the yeah. time that it was. I mean, it was very, very... And Mickey Rourke is unrecognizable in it compared to what he is nowadays. Yeah, like, it, if you saw him in The Wrestler... It kind of made me sad. Oh, yeah. Because, God, he was so adorable. Yeah, he was beautiful. He was, he was beautiful, mm. but yeah, that that was a real that was a real revelation. Yeah. Um. So I think that there were definitely some some major influences that have yeah. shaped who I am now. And yeah, I I. But I also think there's been a lot of maturity and and fluidity as i've gotten older yeah and i think for you too like oh, yeah. things things change and develop and mm-hmm. evolve mm-hmm. and and it's it's just been it's been really fun to discover who you are sexually explore that yeah what yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i'm still finding things out about you and yeah. i and i think i'm still finding things out about myself yeah because of you yeah and because of the nature of our relationship and and our our the how open we are to exploring yeah. and trying things and yeah. and and not everything like there are some things that are like yeah that was fun but i don't yeah i don't think we need to do that again like no, it was cool to try that thanks yeah yeah but and and yeah like still fun to have the experience but you can tell like 
yeah, not really need, needing to be part of the repertoire. Like, yeah. I think that was really what was really fun about going to see, going to the Hump Film Festival right. with you. Because <laughs> one of the things where I was like, you're usually choosing your own porn. And when you go to Hump and it's chosen for you, you think, well, maybe it'll open me up. To, mm-hmm. to something new and then you're like oh yeah nope I still like the same thing <laughs> yep I know that is not something I want to see again <laughs> like not to yuck anybody's yum but no thank you nope yeah not for me Mm-mm-mm. but yeah so I think it's really interesting and I, I, I would encourage our our brave listeners yes. to look at at some of the things I think it would be interesting for you to have some perspective um, on what has shaped you mm-hmm and what makes you all of our experiences make us who we are yes right and and it's i mean obviously i think some people do carry a lot of shame mm-hmm. about their sexuality and their mm-hmm. sexual identity and um it's so damaging i would I, I i would really love to see shame go the fuck away oh yes um from other people yes. from society from religion from Family, all those kinds of things, all that shit needs to, everybody needs to knock it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, are you hearing Dr. Sprankle? We'd love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just reach out. So thank you for having this convo with me. I, I was Thanks, really looking B. forward to this. This yeah. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> little Dante in the forest with yeah. his little Playboy magazine. Yeah, oh so my goodness. So where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on our website, www.cheatingonfear.com. You can send us an email, info at cheatingonfear.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Please do. Tell us what movies influenced you or what media <laughs> influenced you. Uh, we're on all the socials at Cheating on Fear. And yeah. we have uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Cheating on Fear. Yeah. And did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think okay. you got it all. We would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, um, please leave us a review. It really helps us out. Um, or share it. Share yeah. it with somebody that you think is going to awesome. enjoy it. Or su- you think would get something out of it. For yeah. more of this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, B. Have a great day.